Hello and welcome to Parkinson's Pathway Pals Tuesdays with Teresa. I'm Teresa Jackson, your podcast host. Today I have a co-host with me, Lainey Heyman. She's a PhD student at the University of Florida where she studies molecular and cellular biology with a focus in bovine reproduction. Lainey happens to be my daughter and is home for the holidays, so welcome Lainey. Um, today my guest is Dr. Mao. Dr. Mao is currently an associate professor with Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, where he has an extensive work in the hospital and healthcare industry. He gained his PhD at the National Center for Nanoscience and Technology, China, Chinese Academy of Sciences in 2010, and conducted his postdoctoral training at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in 2016, where his research focuses on alpha-synuclein proteins and how their misfolding and spreading can lead to Parkinson's disease. This discovery holds promise or potential promise for future par Parkinson's-related therapies. His discoveries are one of 40 key discoveries in 200 years of Parkinson's research. Welcome, Dr. Mao. Hi, um, thank you, Teresa. Um, it's very nice to have me today. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on today. Today's podcast for our listeners may be a little more science-oriented and a little heady, but we're going to break it down so that they leave with a better understanding of some of the current research that you're, you're doing. So let's start with the first question. Um, let's start out with Brock theory and alpha-synuclein prion-like spreading. That's a mouthful for those of us that don't have a PhD. And like I said, it may be a little heady, <clears throat> excuse me. So maybe you can help us understand what alpha-synuclein is and how it's related to Parkinson's disease. Oh yeah, so um, in the Parkinson's disease, everyone um, may be familiar with the dopamine neuron loss. And this is because the uh, caused by um, dopamine less, and they will have a motor dysfunction. But this is will be a majority of the Parkinson case. And then there's another second uh, hallmark of the pathologic marker. It is alpha stupin Lewy body pathology in the brain. Um, and then uh, majority of the Parkinson cases also have a snooking. So this alpha stupin, everyone have the protein, but this is in the normal people, it is, um, you have a not uh, specific aggregation. Uh, it, it is normal uh, functions. Although there's no, not know uh, about the normal function, but uh, um, we have some, some functions we, we just don't, don't know yet. Um, and about when we got Parkinson, uh, this alpha snooking protein will become a misfolded. Um, and then they will become a, a, a steady in the cells and then cause the cell dysfunction. Um, and alpha snooking have a lot of uh, um, expression level in the, uh, um, in the cytosome. It's about 1%. Um, so there's another, a lot of thousands of different kinds of proteins, but alpha snooking definitely is one of the uh, essential driver right now in the Parkinson. I heard you mention dopamine neuron loss, and I think almost all our listeners are probably very familiar with you know, dopamine loss and the effects that has on Parkinson's. And I also heard, heard you say a marked Lewy body. And I think that's something that people are, you know, always concerned about. Do they have Lewy body? Um, can you, can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah. So uh, this is also re very highly related to alpha snooping. So alpha snooping once misfolded, it will stay in the cells. And in particular for the dopamine neuron, alpha snooping 
can uh, it is vulnerable to the alpha snooping. And then um, when the alpha snooping is misfolded, we have a very high level of the phosphorylation uh, um, serine 129. This is the 129 uh, site is at the alpha snooping. Uh, alpha snooping total is a 140 amino acids. And then this 129 is a widely used pathologic marker. So if you have a Lewy body, you will, uh, we, will, we can stand in with the immunostaining for the 129 phosphorylation. And then there's another one is ubiquitin. This is another um, protein marker. So once you have these two markers, you will have a Lewy body. And Lewy body uh, have a different kind of disease, including Parkinson. And also there's a dementia called Lewy body dementia. Uh, this is also second uh, most common dementia after Alzheimer's disease. Um, so uh, alpha snooping once misfolded, it was staying in the uh, dopamine neuron and all, all the other cortical neuron or other neurons, and then will kill the neuron. So once the neuron is dead, so uh, the dopamine neuron will uh, will not secrete enough the dopamine, and then this causes the Parkinson disease, the motor dysfunction. And you said that alpha-synuclein that we don't know what the um, function is yet, but you said it accounts in normal individuals about 1% of protein? Um, yeah, the alpha-synuclein pressure is high. So what does it go up to? Like what's the fold magnitude that it goes up to? Um, so far, um, one of the factors, um, so when we found the aging, the alpha-synuclein everyone will have a higher expression the uh, uh, aging is also the risk factors to Parkinson. Um, and then, um, so when we, um, uh, when we have the, uh, we also tested this in mice, we found that the aged mice have also higher expression of the alpha snooking. And then because the, uh, the alpha snooking right now, people found this is, uh, scientists found this is a prion-like protein. It can see, you have, it's like a seeds. Um, so it, once it's misfolded, it can interact with the other uh, normal or endogenous or um, the alpha snooping monomer. This is a, a physiological function. So once the misfolded or pathological alpha snooping seeds interact with the mis, uh, normal alpha snooping, it will become irrigation. So this mm -hmm. normal one will have a, a infections or we can call, mm -hmm. or seeds. It can, it can be templated and irrigated. Um, so once you have a more higher alpha snooking monomer, you will have a higher chance to become a more phosphoric and more irrigation and more spreading. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a snowball going down a hill. It just gets bigger and bigger. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. And I'm just going to um, point out for our listeners that I assume that the only way you know this and have studied this is either through mice or through autopsies because we don't really, there's not any testing for current, you know, people living with Parkinson's. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, so um, this is the, for the alpha snooping, um, the Parkinson diagnosis still, uh, we, we only have the, um, the standards is to um, using the post-mortem tissue to get a phosphorylation 129 alpha snooping. Then we can say this is really alpha snooping related dementia or gotcha. Parkinson, yeah. So, you mentioned, um, you know, aging being one of the biggest factors and people that are diagnosed with Parkinson's are usually 65 years older or, or, or older, 65 years old or older. Um, but there is a growing 
exponentially growing young onset Parkinson's disease group of people out there. Is there any relation to what your um, discovery is and in young onset, or do you know, since it's, you know, most of those people are probably still living? Um, there's, uh, in the 1919, there was a drama paper talking about the, what's the uh, driver to the Parkinson. They use the twins to, um, to see the how's the going, uh, how's the, what's the mechanism. And then they found that below, uh, if you're less, uh, younger than 50 years old, the reason probably is by the genetic um, factors. And if you, um, the older than 50 years old, um, majority case in the twins study is, is by the uh, um, environmental factors. Um, but I, um, there's, a, there's also many case uh, reasons for the young, onset Parkinson, but uh, I would say both of them will interplay the environmental and genetic one. Even there's right now, no, not know the clearly about sporadic, but maybe there's some other uh, unidentified, the gene maybe will be also involved in the, uh, in the sporadic uh, mm. Parkinson. So Brock Berry, can, can you explain that to the listeners? Oh, the Brock. Uh, Brock is a, a physician um, who is uh, doing the postmortem uh, tissue of the Parkinson disease, and they, he ac actually found a very interesting thing is um, in the early stage. Um, they so first uh, he he found that there was a lot of alpha-synuclein pathology uh, in the in the brain, but there's a, it's like a, a staging um, in the very early stage of Parkinson majority of alpha-stilking pathology is in the, um, the bottom of the brain. And then after the disease ongoing, um, with the many cases of Parkinson, they found that the alpha-stilking is located not only in the bottom of the brain, but also in the middle of the brain. Then the middle of the brain is the dopamine neuron loss location. And then uh, and in the end stage, uh, the alpha-stilking pathology is not only in the bottom brain in the middle and also in the in the in the uh, in the top of the brain this is in the cortex region and in this cortex region majority of the uh, 50 to 80 percent of parkinson patient will get dementia this is maybe because alpha thinking is uh, gradually spreading from the bottom to the top to the cortex that cause the parkinson dementia so this bark theory is about alpha thinking spreading and then uh, this is spreading uh, maybe it's a, um, very correlated to the Parkinson's symptoms. Um, and then um, he thinking that there's a foreign components, maybe like pollutants, maybe it's the peptide or other uh, chemicals or uh, bacteria in the microbiome. Uh, they will uh, um, interact with the um, human body. Maybe other thinking will be misfolded. And this alpha stilking misfolded will be start from the gut or, uh, or from the nose. They were spreading uh, gradually from the uh, vagus nerve to the, um, to the brain and it caused the Parkinson disease, kill the neurons in the dopamine and it caused the uh, um, dementia. All right, I, I heard you say gut and then nose. I think for a long time there's been this um, discussion around it maybe starting from the gut, but having some type of olfactory or nose involvement, is that fairly 
No. No, um, being a clinician, people already know that before the Parkinson onset with the motor dysfunction, uh, many people showing other things like uh, constipation, like hyposmia, uh, also like heart rate of variability and sleep disorders. And all these things may be not directly from the brain dysfunction, maybe it's from other uh, early, um, early symptoms uh, from the other tissues. Uh, like like a nose or um, the the gut um, intestine or stomach, yeah, and heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I know you know a lot of people lose their sense of smell when they develop mm-hmm. Parkinson's. I personally have not lost my sense of smell. It may have decreased a little bit, but not a lot. Um, but a lot of people that I know that have Parkinson's have their smell has been. Uh, directly affected. Did you have a question, Wayne? Uh, yeah. So uh, you were talking about um, the olfactory and um, uptake of toxins. Is there? Uh, do you think it's like paired with the genetics of like how those toxins interact with the body, or do you think it's like a accumulation over the years? Um, yeah, I think both of them works. Um, so alpha snooping may be caused by some. Uh, um, chemicals or um, by, by aging issue. Um, and then these chemicals maybe involved in many different things like industry from the, um, like pesticide or uh, they will be uh, finally going to the underwater and this water will be maybe um, will not purify enough uh, or maybe the bilateral pollutants, uh, mm-hmm. the PM 2.5 is already be uh, in the epidemiological study already be involved highly with the Parkinson and Alzheimer and the other dementias. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, once alpha, and also people find that alpha snooking Lewy body already uh, in, the, in the young people, even in the babies, uh, even in the babies, in the, in the pregnant moms, they already found there's olfactory bomb, have alpha snooking or tau uh, irrigation in the nose. Um, and then as, uh, there's many people also uh, have the constipation right before their Parkinson. So um, people thinking this kind of a dysfunction will be original alpha snooping already in these regions and gradually um, have a templating um, like prion, like protein, like medical disease. They have mm-hmm. a one molecule and interact with the other one and then become a misfortune and gradually spreading from a cell to cell from tissue to tissue, finally go to the brain. So mm-hmm. I think alpha snooping irrigation would be majority caused by some unknown or unidentified specific pollutants, or um, maybe the food. Uh, when you have some fried chickens or something um, will cause the inflammatory um, response, we also have a dysfunction. And this kind of dysfunction may be caused a very little very little alpha snooking, just like one or two molecules uh, alpha snooking. And but young people don't need to worry because the, the degradation system is strong. They can easily to degrade alpha snooking irrigates. But when we get older, the uh, the degradation system will be gradually slow down. So this slow down mm-hmm. and also alpha snooking protein uh, level will be higher. So this kind of a, um, interplay will cause the snooking gradually yeah. spreading from the um, to the brain. So that's why we are trying to figure out how the alpha snooping is spreading from the cell to cell and how to 
uh, increase the degradation system in the human body to prevent this cease uh, for the, for the uh, subsequent spreading. I think that really actually is a good segue into um, my next question, which, you know, when, in your introduction, I read that you have one of the 40 key discoveries in the last 200 years in Parkinson's. And I also read that you're developing new theory, uh, therapies for people living with Parkinson's. So can you help us understand what do those therapies look like and what symptoms might they address in the future? Oh, yeah. So when we do the uh, when we do the therapy on the underlying mm -hmm. mechanism, we need some mouse model. So uh, what we do is for uh, a greater model is uh, calling avastilkin preformed fibers. This uh, preformed fiber, we, or we can call PFF. So we, this PFF is purified. Uh, so we first get the avastilkin monomer from the, um, from the E. coli, the bacterial expression. And then when we got the avastilkin monomer, we make it irrigation in a tube. We found that avastilkin irrigation can be fiber, can be uh, fiberization to look like mature fibers, and we resonicate these fibers to become a small, uh, small PFF uh, like preformed fibers. This this small fiber uh, is about forty nanometer size to one hundred nanometers, and this is small size will we inject it into the mice. Uh, uh, the avastilkin PFF will cause the spreading from the one region to the other, and after injection. One to three months, the you you will find avastilkin Lewy body or PS one twenty nine positive pathology will spreading everywhere, and then six months later, these mice will get a, um, will get a dopamine neuron loss about fifty percent, and they will have a very severe mo uh, move movement disorders, uh, and then after maybe seven to eight months, we we can find this cognition. Uh, impairment. So this is all caused by what just one single injection of the avastilkin PFF. And we use this PFF model to, uh, to study what's the underlying mechanism. We found there, um, and also the others, uh, there's a many um, scientists group found that there's a many different uh, avastilkin receptors. This receptor is a protein on the ch uh, trans memory protein is on the cell surface. So once this receptor is on the surface and if you meet with the PFF, this receptor can specifically recognize this, this PFF and uptake this PFF into the cells. The cells could be the neuron or could be the microglia. The microglia would be the, uh, uh, would be the um, immune, immune cells in the brain. And then if they have a neuron, their neuron will have a neuron to neuron transmission. So this, if we blocking the receptors, so the receptor cannot, uh, recognize the PFF and cannot, cannot also cannot um, uptake the PFF. So this cell-to-cell -cell transmission will be blocked. So we are now trying to uh, uh, screen out what's the, um, the, the receptor inhibitor. Mm -hmm. And the other way, um, there's a receptors on the microglia, the immune cells in the brain. Uh, and it, usually the immune cell will have a make fun, will have a normal function. But when the PFF uh, exists, it will be, um, uh, severely cause the microglia activation. And this activation is not a good thing. They will have a, a, sec a continuously secreted the, the cytokines. And these cytokines will cause the other cells um, uh, formation. This is other, this exercise for uh, this, the other glia cells will have a very strong uh, neuron loss, cause the neuron loss. That's the mechanism. So we are also trying to blocking the microglia to prevent they have over um, overactivation and this information will 
re reduced reduction will um, slow down the disease progression. So both of them, uh, it is a target that we're trying to uh, find a therapy uh, to slow down the avastipine related or spreading related dysfunction. That was, that was actually my next question. So that leads right into it. I think um, people will want to hear, you know, you, you talked about Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and um, I, I know that people often worry that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's. Are they going to develop Parkinson's related dementia? And so how might this discovery um, relate to the treatments of either slowing down or stopping the progression or even better yet, preventing the disease? Um, for the, so far, you know, you know, there are so many uh, successful uh, cases in, in the mice model. Uh, there are so many different pathways you can, you can trigger the, um, the, the clear activation for the information. You can reduce that. You can also validation, uh, the alpha sticking or tau or A-beta. A-beta and tau is in Alzheimer's disease. So there's a, a many different way to uh, validate these uh, proteins. And you also in the, right now in the um, FDA approved to come the uh, anybody for the anti-amyloid beta, um, there's also the immunotherapy against this kind of proteins. And people believe that this kind of a therapy maybe can um, reverse the avastilkin or other proteins um, related dementia. Um, yeah, dementia is really a severe, um, severe um, symptoms. And then, um, but we be also thinking that if we have a, some uh, biomarker, we can early pre prognosis, predict the, the onset of the Parkinson or Alzheimer's, then we have a better uh, therapeutic windows to for the treatment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the alpha silicon the park, um, or, uh, and also alpha silicon have a um, very complicated uh, um, pathway. It, it, it will not only cause the Parkinson's, uh, will not only cause the uh, silicon spreading, but also will have uh, information or BBB dysfunction, or have something uh, related to the bi microbiome uh, dysfunction. So, so all these things will involve uh, finally lead to the Parkinson or related dementia. So we're thinking um, once we know better about the underlying mechanism, we probably can get an essential uh, target or several targets and we can do the combination therapy to find out the, the final thing. But so far it is unfortunate there's no any um, work uh, in the um, clinical trial. Mm. But it's, you know, it's, I think it's a pretty huge thing to hear you talk about immunotherapy. I think for many years, people thought there was no immunocompromised and even the CDC, when you look at COVID and who is <clears throat> eligible in the beginning for like COVID um, vaccinations, they, they indicated there was no immuno um, suppression. And so that therefore they Parkinson's pay, uh, patients were not at high, high risk according to who needed to have the COVID shot. So discovering that, you know, immunotherapy has an effect on this. I, sounds like a, sounds like a really big discovery to me. Yeah. Um, so immune, immunotherapy is, um, <clears throat> is well established or is ongoing and where a lot of the scientists is merging into this field to the, um, 
um, and particular in the cancer, there's already many successful cases. So in the Parkinson and Alzheimer's, still people is trying to determine um, maybe in the early stage, uh, like we if we injected avastilkin, because avastilkin may be spreading from the gut. So maybe before the brain dysfunction, there's a lot of, a lot of immune response in the gut already in the early stage play the, play the roles. So we're thinking if the biomarker develop and we can also trying to blocking the snooking spreading from the gut or from the nose to the brain, uh, maybe the, the immune therapy will be um, the one of the important target that we can do uh, to prevent the snooking spreading. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. So do you, um, do you think that this immune therapy and trying to um, prevent, would it be like people have like certain number of symptoms already? And so to prevent, you would give this immunotherapy to try to stop the spread and aggregation of alpha-synuclein? Yeah, so yes, um, in, in the Parkinson, uh, um, it is also, there are so many different subtypes. They have a patient have a different uh, symptoms and some people is response to dopamine, some is not. And then this is maybe um, because Parkinson have a different subtypes. And this is very similar like cancer. Um, even in the same cancer disease like lung, they have a different types. So we, we're thinking because the, diff, um, the Parkinson may be driven by different pathway and uh, we, uh, it is possible that immunotherapy maybe is very good for some cases of Parkinson, but not all of them. So mm -hmm. that's why we are trying to develop different different therapeutic method to yeah. find that which one will fit with at least some some portion of the Parkinson's um, patients. Yeah, this is what we hope. Well, this is all I think very exciting and very helpful for those of us that are living with Parkinson's. Um, I, I am gonna ask one final question, but I wanna give you an opportunity. Is there anything before I ask my final question that you would like to share with us that we haven't discussed so far? Um, I, I can talk about some a little by my my project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, what we're doing right now in, the, in my lab is we're trying to uh, develop something new mechanism and a new therapeutic. Uh, so far, we have uh, several things. One is uh, we we trying to det determine the pollutants whether it can induce the dementia. And there's a uh, my collaborator already published a paper about the epidemiological study uh, uh, with the Obama's the uh, Medicare uh, um, history. People and uh, use the zip code where we found that Parkinson or Alzheimer dementia uh, is really highly related to PM twenty two point five the pollutants. And then we, we are trying to determine what kind of the carpet pollutants will cause the Parkinson or Alzheimer. I think this is the one thing we can do. Um, and the second one is um, um, we are also trying, because my background is the nanoscience. So we're trying to using the nanodyne. This is a, one of the nanomaterials can reduce the, uh, the, 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 the oxidative stress. And the people know the oxidative stress may be caused by uh, the sleep disorder, maybe caused by food or by the pollutants. So the, once you have a high uh, oxidative stress, you will have or avastilkin irrigation. And this is also can trigger avastilkin spreading quicker. 
So we're thinking the nanozyme will be reduced the RS, the oxidative stress, and then reduce the uh, or blocking snooking spreading in, uh, from the gut to the brain or in the brain. Uh, and we also trying to um, doing, as we said, the immune therapy, we're trying to using the antibody where um, there's a nanobody, it can specifically recognize the alpha snooking. And we're trying to uh, use the glue molecules to, um, to, to, to ship this uh, irrigation to, to the degradation system. So we can have a one molecule, one is recognized alpha snooking irrigation, one the other is uh, linked to the degradation system in the cell. And then we can particular and specifically uh, degradate this alpha snooking irrigation in, a, in the brain. This is right now our lab is doing. That's awesome. And I thank you for, for giving me the chance to share in the, the work in, in my lab. Absolutely. It's, it's impressive and it's hopeful for those of us that are living with uh, Parkinson's. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this final question because I know my listeners want to hear it. Um, I get this question a lot and people ask, is there going to be a cure within my lifetime? Yeah, I'm, I'm dedicated to, the, to do that. Determined, committed. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on Parkinson's team for sure. Um, you're bright and I can tell you care about um, the people that you work for and that, that this uh, actually has an implication for. I just want to thank you for sharing this information that is so pertinent to people living with Parkinson's. And Lenny, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I'd like to thank our listeners for listening today. Remember to subscribe and I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>